Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries <laughs> surrounding them. I couldn't do it. I'm so sorry. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we're going to be discussing two, uh, but uh, what are we talking about? The 2-7. Oh, uh, the 27 Club. That's right. That's right. This is a bonus episode. Welcome to a bonus episode. I'm not talking in my podcaster voice anymore. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> okay. So, 27 Club, welcome to our first bonus episode. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be uh, Caitlin led with Erica tuning in mm-hmm. and pitching in, and then we're going to come together at the end and figure out what we think. Okay? Yes. So, let's just, let's just go for it. All right? Here we go. So, as most of us probably know, the 27 Club refers to a group of artists who all died at the age of... 27. 27. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but it has to be, like, at the height of their career, okay? So, this can be anyone in the entertainment industry, but it mostly refers to musicians. The term 27 Club came to fruition after Kurt Cobain's death in 1994. Not 1993, Caitlin. Not mm-hmm. 1993. Okay? Um, so, that was when his mother stated, Now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club. Uh, however, many fans recognized the trend in the late 60s and early 70s following the deaths of Brian Jones, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, and Janis Joplin, which all happened in a two-year span of 1969 to 1971. Those two years were, wait a minute, 1969, 1970, 1971. Those three years were pretty rough for rock and roll fans. Uh, so we're going to discuss a couple things around this topic today. First of all, we're going to learn more of the members of the 27 Club. So more than just the ones that we discussed <clears throat> already. Uh, then we're going to talk about why we are so obsessed with the idea of the 27 Club. Um, like the psychology behind our strange obsession with musicians and other human beings who have died at the age of 27. Then we are going to discuss the various theories behind the 27 Club and answer some questions that are burning a hole in all of our brains. Why did all of these famous people die at the tender age of 27? Is there a connection between any of the members of the 27 Club, or is it all just a coincidence? If not, who killed them, and why? Why did they gotta get dead? Okay, so first of all, I'm gonna list off some, but not all, of the members of the 27 Club and how they died excluding those that we have already discussed on episodes thus far. So we all know Kurt Cobain, Mia Zapata, Brian Jones, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Robert Johnson. (sighs) However, 
There is also Louis Chauvin, who died of neurosyphilitic sclerosis. Neurosyphilitic sclerosis. That's, tongue twister. That's my, my Grey's Anatomy coming in here. Um, Nat Jaff, who died of high blood pressure. Rudy Lewis, who died of a drug overdose. Alan Wilson, who potentially died of an intentional overdose, who died potentially of an intentional overdose. Linda Jones, who died of a diabetic coma. Ron Pigpen McKernan, who died of alcoholism. Dave Alexander, who died of pulmonary edema, which I literally saw this one on the list and I said, I want to say those words, so I pick him. Uh, Peter Ham, he died of suicide. And D. Boone died of a car accident. And Jean-Michel Basque, Basque died of an overdose. And of course, Amy Winehouse, who also died of an overdose. Mm-hmm. So those are just a few, because if I listed all of the people who were considered to be a part of the 27 Club, this would be the longest episode of any podcast on the planet. And I'm not trying to do that to y'all. So why are we so obsessed with this so-called club? Uh, This quote from Happy Magazine sums it up pretty well for me. Quote, As a society, we have a unique perversion with tragedy and death. When musicians join the 27 Club, they are immortalized and martyred by the very thing they love, music. Uh Uh-huh, yes. We for sure have a perversion with tragedy and death. Uh, Why do you think so many of us are obsessed with true crime and serial killers? Um, why do you think shows like Game of Thrones and Grey's Anatomy are so popular? There is like literally so much death and we are obsessed with it. Not the drama that makes those popular, it's the death. The death. Um, we are wildly obsessed with death because it's like the only thing that is promised besides taxes. And it's the only thing that we do not and cannot fully understand until we experience it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We're, we're obsessed with death. Freaking obsessed with it. But why are we obsessed with the specific idea of dying at the age of 27? One article that I read said that it's not really the specific age of 27, rather just the idea of dying young and being like eternally young and never growing old and blah, blah, blah. Forever young. <laughs> just kidding. Don't copyright us, please. So it says the 27 Club is more like the 20s and 30s Club. The term 27 Club is easy to say and it's marketable due to the high profile mysterious deaths causing a lot of rumors and conspiracies. All right, now let's get into the science and mythology behind the 27 Club. So according to studies and science and shit, this phenomena is a myth, just like completely a myth. There is absolutely no link between the age of 27 and the likelihood of dying. You are not more likely to die from the second that you turn 27. It's just, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. The only link would be the increased use of drugs and alcohol, which will heighten literally anyone's chances of dying young. So I like this quote from an article. It says, quote, while rock and roll might not kill per se, the rock and roll lifestyle does. And those most drawn to the rock lifestyle are most likely to push it too far, unquote. Unquote. So between the years of 1950 and 2010, only 1.3% of musicians died at the age of 27. In those same years, 2.3 actually died at the age of 56, making the 56 Club a more common phenomenon. And even more so than that, we have a lot of 26-year-olds and a lot of 28-year-olds who just missed the mark who died. Mac Miller, 
mm-hmm. Avicii, other people that I can't think of. Other people. <laughs> but just like there's so many other so many other ages that have more people dying at said ages than the 27 Club. It's just like not as common. It's just marketable. So if you go to the plot, the plog. <laughs> I'm doing great. This is great. We're fine. If you go to the blog, you can see the chart that shows uh, the percentage of musicians that die dying at various ages, and 56 is the most frequent, with like 62 being the most, the second most frequent. And I feel like 32. I know I listened to like a six-hour-long podcast. Don't ask. I listened to a six-hour-long podcast episode, and they were talking about how like. A lot of musicians die at 32, like more so than 27. But 56 is like, it should be the 56th club, not the 27th club. Mm-hmm. So more science and psychology behind this. Um, believe that the that sentence does not make sense. That's what they believe. More science and psychology behind this believe, believes, whatever, that the members of the 27th club shared various connections throughout their lifetimes. In his book, 27, A History of the 27 Club, and then it lists a bunch of the artists who died. Um, Howard Sounds, 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 I don't know, says that many of the members of the 27 Club had, quote, strikingly difficult childhoods that could cause their substance abuse later in life, eventually leading to their death. So we know that Kurt Cobain had a tough childhood, as did Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, and Robert Johnson. Um, but Robert Johnson was never into drugs as far as we know. He just, you know, sold a soul to the devil. Right. So that's fine. Uh, Janis Joplin was bullied and Jim Morrison witnessed that crazy car accident. So, uh, also most of the people that we have talked about were in a romantic relationship with someone else who also had, um, substance abuse issues. So there are quite a few conspiracies surrounding the 27 club. Now we're going to get into the good stuff here. So I'm going to list off a few and then explain them a little bit more in detail. Okay. Okay? I'm ready. Some people believe that it has become a, quote, self-fulfilling prophecy, while others believe that the members of the club sold their souls to the devil, much like Robert Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> 100%. Uh-huh. But, like, the devil is the Illuminati. Uh, the Illuminati. It has everything to do that is that that's it thanks for listening to murder on the music scene we'll see you next time just kidding so the self-fulfilling prophecy conspiracy um some people say that kurt cobain intentionally killed himself at 27 quote as a source of sacrificial inspiration and intentional martyrdom so basically he did it to make himself a martyr a martyr for what uh, any number of things, um, the younger generation, mental health, substance abuse, the idolization of famous people, take your pick. But um, this can't be true because Curdy Boy did not kill himself. All right, moving on. Um, so remember our boy, Robert Johnson? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. We just heard about him last week. Yeah, we sure did. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So we said that Robert sold his soul to the devil in turn for him being able to play the guitar really well. Um, well, people think that many members of the 27 Club sold their soul to the devil in turn for their 15 minutes of fame. Um, once they received their 15 minutes of fame, uh, good old Lucifer came to collect his payment. Their soul. Their soul. <laughs> yes. So last week we talked about how many of these artists died at the height of their career. They were thriving until they weren't. You know, like that that meme, you know, the meme where it's like, 
they were best friends until they weren't. You know? It's yeah. like murder documentaries be like, they were best friends until they weren't. Okay, okay Erica's not finding this funny. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, all right, all right. So now we're going to get into the really good stuff, like like the government stuff. Okay, here we go. I'm so we right. said in the Janis Joplin episode that there was a theory that the government had something to do with the death of our 27 club members. So I read a quote from that Jim Morrison blogspot post um, from film director Larry Buchanan. In this same interview, Buchanan says that Morrison, Hendricks, and Janis Joplin were being tapped and followed under heavy surveillance. He says that the government was collecting all of the dirt they could on these artists about their sex lives and their affluence with drugs. He then says, quote, It got so desperate that the word came down, exterminate with extreme prejudice. In other words, these people are to be, the word they used, is neutralized. Neutralized means get rid of them, unquote. Unquote. <laughs> so Buchanan believes that the government plotted to get rid of our musicians in such a way that would be believable to the public. So, quote, Janice had to take vodka with orange juice loaded with poison. Hendrix choked on his own vomit in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. He says that Janice and Jimmy had so much experience with taking drugs that it's ridiculous to assume that they would ever overdose on accident. Like, they just, they knew what they were doing. Okay, right. they're not going to overdose on accident. So it had to be some other way that they died. So this Larry dude, <laughs> Mr. Larry Buchanan, um, he's a super passionate guy. He really, really, really believes that the government had everything to do with this. Um, and he is like definitely an extremist on this belief. However, he also believes that Jim Morrison escaped the clutches of the government that was trying to kill him. <laughs> so he also believes that Jim Morrison is like out there living his best life as right. like heavily bearded homeless looking dude that I can't remember what we could his name was Bill was his name Bill it was like Bill Lawyer Bill Lawyer L-O-Y-E-R I think yeah. pretty sure because I remember thinking lawyer oh and then it was spelled wrong I'm pretty sure yeah yeah Anyways, so the government killed everybody else, mm -hmm. but Jim Morrison got away. I don't, he never says anything about Brian Jones. I feel like since Brian Jones was like just outside of this window of two years, I feel like Brian Jones is not a part of this, but also he was killed by his handyman, so. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. So this theory that the government has something to do with the infamy of the 27 Club, weirdly enough, like doesn't have anything on the internet. I literally couldn't find anything but I did stumble upon an article from the UK. So this one said that the FBI had a program called COINTELPRO, which stood for Counterintelligence <laughs> Co which stood for Counterintelligence Program. God! And this program was designed to quote, neutralize inspirational black figures. So according to Jimi Hendrix's brother, Leon, Jimi had started getting involved in the Black Panther Party. So for those of you who don't know, the Black Panther Party was a political activist group founded to challenge police brutality against African Americans. So Jimi's involvement with the Black Panther Party would lead the CIA slash FBI to wanting him uh, neutralized. Um, because he was a threat to the U.S. government, because he had such an influence on his white fans. So this COINTELPRO is real. Like, I looked it up. The FBI's website states that it was created to, quote, 
disrupt the activities of the Communist Party of the United States. In the 1960s, it was expanded to include a number of other domestic groups, such as the Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan or Ku Klux Klan? <laughs> Am I saying it wrong my whole life? Is it Ku Klux Klan or Ku Klux Klan? It's Ku. <laughs> I'm not okay. Yeah, because it's KU. Are you sure? Yes. Oh my god, I think I say Clue Klux Klan. I think I've always said Clue. I'm pretty sure it's KU. Yeah. <gasps> Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> I just had a revelation. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Okay. Coo. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but in the Afro Man song. Freaking Colt 45. Yeah. He says Klu Klux Klan. I don't think he does. I think he does. Stop right now. <laughs> Stop right now. Oh my god. He says Koo. <laughs> I say, I've said Clue my whole life. I swear to God. Oh my god. Ah. God. Okay, anyways. This co-intel pro was expanded to include a number of other domestic groups, such as the Ku Klux Klan, the Socialist Workers Party, and the Black Panthers Party. It was, um, it supposedly ended in 1971. So, um, along with him being, um, a person of interest for this co-intel pro, um, he was also listed on the CIA's most subversive figures list, um, which, like, Literally, Osama bin Laden was on that list. So please tell me why Jimi Hendrix was on the CIA's list alongside Osama bin Laden. I mean, not at the same time, because obviously it was... Jimi Hendrix was, like, dead before Osama bin Laden became relevant, but whatever. So this was a part of a surveillance program called MH Chaos, or Operation Chaos. So this is a code name for a CIA project in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, this was first used to report on anti-war activities, but eventually included other counterculture groups, such as the Black Panther Party and women's rights groups. Because, yeah, let's just, like... I never mind. I'm just going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything. Women's rights. Just why? Literally, stop oppressing people. I'm done. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So that's all I have. So now let's 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 chat. Okay. Okay. All right. What's, what are your opinions? So... It's either the government or the Illuminati. I'm going to say the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> because, so the, the, this is it. So everyone sa says, like, you know, they sell their soul to the devil. And as you said, it's basically not even the 27 Club anymore. So hear me out. This is how I feel like it went down. So I feel like the Illuminati came together and was like, you know what? 27. That's what we're going to mark. Mm -hmm. And then later, they're like, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do other ages because like i just feel like have you noticed it's like the most popular artists with like they're getting super fucking popular because of their music and everyone loves them and then these awesome fucking artists start finding out all the sex trafficking and um the other down low stuff that other celebrities know they start figuring them out and then they start talking about it and then bam they're dead yeah and it's always the ones that are most fucking popular. And I swear to God, okay, Post Malone is coming up to 27. And I swear to God, if anything happens to that man, I will literally die because I love him so much. 
And he's approaching 27. He turns 27 next year, July Oof. 4th. Oof. And he's already final destinationed himself. What? Like, death twice. What? Yeah. How? So he was on a plane, and that plane almost crashed, but it safely, like, landed, so he lived. And someone totally hit him in his, Ro- his Rolls Royce. And, like, it's, like, fucking crushed in. Don't know how he lived, but he Oof. did. Like, he came out without a scratch. So he has escaped death twice so far. And, and like, Post Malone, super fucking famous, okay? He came out with, congratulate, no, White Iverson. Was it Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa that discovered him? Hold on. I gotta fact check this. That discovered Post Malone? Yeah, because he came out with, like... You're asking the wrong person. I don't listen to Post I'm pretty Malone. sure, because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, if it was him... He came out with White Iverson, and he paid for that, like, all on his, on his own, like, the music video and everything. And, like, he put it on SoundCloud, and I feel like... And now I'm starting to second-guess myself. Oh, by the way, did you know Post Malone was supposed to be in Crown the Empire? The band? Yeah, he auditioned for it, and they were like, nah. Or he was supposed to audition for it or something, like, his, like, guitar broke or something, like, a string on it. I can't remember, but I totally forgot about that. You know... Yeah, uh, was turned down due to a string break during his audition. You know, maybe I would like him better if he would have been in. Because that's his type of music. Like, he makes rap, but, like, he really loves, like, screamo and shit. I'm not saying that, like, because he's talented. Like, he's got a voice. I just, like, I'm just not into his music. Like, same with, with, like, Billie Eilish. Like, Mm -hmm. she's pretty talented, Mm -hmm. but I just, I'm just not into her music. Like, no hate. It's just not my style. Yeah, see? So, yeah, 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 I was right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, he made the video and then was praised by celebrities Mike, Mike, Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa. Oh, that's fancy. Okay, okay. Well, Mac Miller's dead now. Exactly. I just want to talk about how all of the, like, the, like, controversial artists die. Like, yes, freaking Jimi Hendrix, uh, Tupac. He was like height of his freaking career and he was talking about like police brutality and like all sorts of shit that like the government does not find agreeable and they they just get dead. I'm surprised Justin Bieber's still alive. Just simply because Justin Bieber has talked about this apparently. I don't know if it's true or not. That has talked about how like he went to a party and there was basically a kid up for auction and he was like, fuck no and dipped. What? That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, because there's so much... Le- Listen, we say that we love all of our celebrities and shit, but bro, it is... We shouldn't because there is so much shit that goes on behind closed doors. See? And that's what I mean. Like, all of the good ones die. Yes. Dead. Exactly. Because they're speaking about it. They know about it. They know that they don't accept it. And they're like, mm, you know what? You got pretty famous. You made us money, so get dead. Yeah. Well, even Janis Joplin, she was in... Um, bisexual she was in a relationship with a woman she Mm -hmm. um was in an interracial relationship with a woman Mm -hmm. at one point in her life like she was super controversial she got dead like um even okay i know i know i've talked about halsey on the podcast before but i'm gonna bring her up again because her newest album which comes out later this month uh literally is a picture of her like i don't know if it's her but it is an image of a woman sitting on a on a throne with her boob out because she is breastfeeding a baby. Right. Like, but her boob is out. You can see, like, 
areola nipple the whole shebang. I love the word areola. I'm it's sorry, fun. But like Halsey, oh, yes. they have come out and said like breastfeeding is normal and why are we doing this? And they are very much um, supporting new moms and like that's against cultural norms and girls coming up on 27 and I swear to God. <laughs> You, you leave Halsey out of this. Leave Halsey. Your Post Malone is my Halsey, okay? I yes. love them. My favorite, okay. But like, that's, that's sort of how it goes. Like, they get really controversial, and then they start speaking out on all of this shit, and then boom, dead. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're done. Because, yeah, that's why I think it's the Illuminati, because... Like, to me, okay, so in my eyes, and I'm sorry if this really irritates people, but in my eyes, the Illuminati is celebrities. Mm -hmm. It is singers and maybe some actors and actresses. Maybe. But honestly, I mostly think it is singers that are in the Illuminati. And they are trying to protect their community because once one goes down, they're all going to fucking go down. Right. So as soon as someone, like, opens their mouth... Mm-hmm. Or threatens. If if the Illuminati feels like said artist is a threat to the Illuminati, the Illuminati takes them out. Yes. Boom. Gone. Yes. Dead. Bye. And I'm not saying that the Illuminati is all singers, but I'm saying whoever is in the Illuminati is deaf fucking singers. Because I right. feel like, I know it sounds weird, but I feel like singers take over the world. Like, mm. to me, they are more popular than, like, an actor or an actress. Hello, Am Singer. Am taking over world. <laughs> am taking over world. <laughs> I just need to, this is, like, totally not 27 Club related, but I was listening to a podcast on the Boston Strangler earlier this week, actually yesterday, and apparently one of the Boston Strangler's victim, uh, victims, he was unable to strangle her, and so he just stabbed her to death instead, which was completely the opposite of his M.O., and so the reason that he could not strangle her was because she was a singer and her like hyoid bone was too strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I had a dream a couple nights ago that I got stabbed to death. And then I listened to that podcast. So the irony. I've already told Erica that if I do get murdered, she is completely free to continue the podcast in my memory. In my memory. <laughs> you can even get a new co-host if if you please. <laughs> Every every beginning of the episode. Okay, I want to dedicate this episode to Caitlin, our, our long lost co-host. We miss her so much. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't murder me. <laughs> I really don't want to die. I don't want to be in the twenty three club. <laughs> it all circles back. Okay. Anyways, what we're we talking about the Illuminati. Yes, the Illuminati. Okay. Uh, uh, Beyonce, Jay Z. Are they are they are I I know like I've heard that Nicki Minaj is in it oh I can believe that I love my girl Nicki but she knows some shit girl don't get me started and she on Nicki and Minaj. she's not saying right and which I mean I'm not gonna lie like I don't blame celebrities because if this conspiracy is true I wouldn't want to get dead either nope. But, like, I'm such a I-don't-like-beef type of person. <laughs> like, I wouldn't either. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there might be ways around it for you to speak out. Don't get famous. No, yeah, that's literally... Okay, so my whole life I told myself that I wanted to be famous. Like, I mean, you've known me. Like, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an actress, and then I wanted to do YouTube. Mm-hmm. All that is around fame. And then I started growing up, and I was like, oh... Yeah, now I don't want to be famous because I like my privacy. I like my privacy. 
I don't want to know what's going on in the deep because I would not be able to keep my mouth shut even though I said I don't like beef but like I would definitely be telling other people and I feel like those people would def rap, like rat me out and I would get dead um, get dead <laughs> that's my favorite phrase I love it so much and yeah I would just feel like say I'm famous K I'm talking to Post Malone I'm, K, I'm gonna be like hey bro saw George Clooney last last night at a party and he's he definitely in the Illuminati George Clooney yeah super that's... part of the Illuminati Saw him at a party last night, and uh, bro, he had like a little girl, and Def was not his daughter. Okay, told Post Malone that. Well, what if my boy Post Malone turns his back and was like, "Hey, bro, this bitch just said this." You dead? Exactly. <laughs> Deader than dead. Yeah, George Clooney has some major, major power in this world. So like, don't talk shit about George Clooney. He'll come for you. <laughs> oh God, he's gonna he, come after me. He will send someone for you. He won't come for you himself. He's gonna get. He's gonna pay someone like pocket change of a million dollars to murder you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Murder for hire. Murder, murder for murder. Murder for her. Murder for her. <laughs> yep. So as far as like the like the government, put aside the Illuminati. Okay. And fuck let's, you, Illuminati. Let's pretend. Don't say that. <laughs> They're gonna come for us. <laughs> We're sorry. We love you. Most of you. I mean, we love the people in the Illuminati. We do not love the Illuminati. I'm taking that out because I Thank sound like you. a dumbass. <laughs> Okay, so put aside the Illuminati for a second and let's just say that the government, like the FBI and the CIA and like the presidents all have everything to do with the 27 Club. Who was president while um, those four musicians were dead? Um, Okay, so Richard Nixon. Oh, that's right, because that article that I read said that Nixon was up for re-election and he like wanted, he wanted them, he wanted them gone. Out. Don't like cause me any trouble. So let's pretend that the the FBI, the CIA, and Richard Nixon himself were completely in charge of getting rid of, or sorry, neutralizing these influential members of society. Yes. Why? Is it because they were controversial? Is it because Janis Joplin was in an interracial... Yes, because um, that was illegal back then. mm Mm-hmm. Interracial relationship with a female, which honestly, I think the... I don't think the interracial... It was still frowned upon. Frowned upon, but I don't think it was illegal anymore. No, But, but, but... Yes, but... Homosexual relationships were for sure illegal in the 60s. Yeah, because back back in the 70s, I'm pretty sure they still had the whites only and the blacks only. Yeah, it was still segregated. It was yeah, so like it was what what (laughs) there was a there was a fuzz my phone is floating up into the into the ether. It was above me. I was like, oh my god, it's the grudge. (laughs) Oh my god, it's the grudge. Dude, I would literally shit my pants. That movie scared me to death as a child. I literally, after I watched it, one of my family friends was like, no, don't go to the bathroom. When you sit on the toilet, the little boy is going to crawl up and pull you in. I literally wouldn't go to the bathroom by myself for weeks. For weeks. I made someone come into the bathroom with me so that if the little boy pulled me into the freaking toilet, I wouldn't get dead. Oh, that's good. Okay. What were we saying? I don't know. The government, <laughs> Janis Joplin, segregation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but like Jim Morrison. Why Jim Morrison? Oh, yeah. Well, why did they try to kill Jim Morrison? Because boy's not actually dead. He knew some shit. What did he know? What was going on when Jim what? Morrison got escaped? Got escaped because he got ain't dead. escaped. Um, let's see. It was 1969. Yep. Nope. It was 19... 19- 71, July 3rd, 1971. That's right, because Brian Jones died July 3rd, 
1969. Jim Morrison was exactly two years after. Okay, so Jim Morrison, what is happening? So Richard Nixon, wasn't he the one that, hi, we are not history buffs. Wasn't he the one that um, resigned? Not resigned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, resignation. Oh, he was, wait, was he impeached? Why was he in a peach? (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. Okay, so he they they started an impeachment, but he eventually resigned. So he did. He left office. Richard Nixon left office. He was not. He didn't finish his presidential term. So, but why? I don't know. He did something really stupid. I don't history, and I for sure don't politics. So no one come at me for not knowing why Richard Nixon resigned. Okay. Um. But like. But like. What if Jim Morrison knew of some super shady shit that Richard Nixon and like the rest of the government was doing? Like, I don't know, sex trafficking or like hiring the Ku Klux Klan to kill black people? What if Jim Morrison knew and so the government said, oh, hell no, shut your mouth or we're going to kill you? Yeah, well, they didn't do a very good job because he's still alive. Yep. So he's wandering around New York. 70-year-old man. His yes. name is Bill Lawyer. Okay, cool. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, but can we just back it up to Jim Morrison really quick? So he tried really hard to keep his identity a secret, but like everybody knows who he is. (laughs) He didn't do that good. So like, it's okay, Jim, you can come forward. Like most of the world knows that you're alive. So like, just come out and just Just tell us, just say, hey, and then y'all can do like a Doors reunion tour, right? I'm sure that would make tons of money. Yeah, yeah, 70 years old and just rocking the fuck mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, like the Rolling Stones. Okay, so what up? They were what like else? 70, weren't they? Um, yeah, but Brian Jones is super dead, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else? What else you got? What are your thoughts? As far as like the, the self-fulfilling prophecy thing, do you think that Kurt Cobain um, killed himself intentionally? Like to become part of the 27 club see i don't know just because like bro he really loved his daughter so it's like why would he intentionally leave her you know yeah i I know i know well also like the more i listen and this these are things that we like didn't have in the kurt cobain episode so i feel like it's okay to bring them back up but like the 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 gun that he quote unquote killed himself with is like way too long and he had like a super lethal dose of heroin yeah so and the bullet casing was on the opposite side of where it should have been Mm. so first of all he didn't kill himself second of all if he did by some weird happenstance kill himself um then like why would he do it intentionally that Mm -hmm. makes no sense to me Mm -hmm. and i think that's Sorry, but I think it's a stupid. It's dumb to assume that. And like... Hey, no conspiracy <clears throat> theories are dumb. <laughs> okay. But I... You're right. You're right. But I just feel like... Because I have a lot of dumb conspiracy theories. Okay. But I feel like it's not... It's not fair to assume or to even like speak it into the universe that maybe he did it intentionally when he was 27. Yeah, that, that's true. I feel like that's too much. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I don't. Cause he like he struggled so much with his mental health and mm-hmm. with his like physical health and with substance abuse. There's like I think it's kind of selfish that someone would think that just simply because it's like okay, say he did kill himself or like whatever, however you want to say it. Okay, this man was obviously hurting. Do you really think that he he offed himself because he wanted to bring awareness? Right, bro. 
you do not mess with his fucking feelings like that. Like, obviously something was wrong for him to do that. But you're going to come come back and say, oh, no, bro. Like, he did it because he wanted to be. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but that wasn't his first quote-unquote suicide attempt. Like, he had attempted suicide in, like, years prior. Mm-hmm. So it just happened to, I don't want to say be successful. You're not supposed to refer to suicides as successful or unsuccessful. But he, like, it actually just, like, happened when right. he was 27. But it didn't because he didn't actually kill himself. It was quite annoying. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, and also, like, the 27 Club term didn't come to fruition until after Kurt Cobain killed himself. So I don't feel like it's a self-fulfilled prophecy. Like, I don't feel like it's like that. However, I do fully believe in the um, they sold their soul to the devil mm-hmm. theory. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, some people, especially, like, Robert Johnson, he wanted so badly to be famous and he wanted so badly to be in the spotlight and to, like, make something of himself. I completely believe that he went down to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil. Right. And, like, Brian Jones, I feel like, didn't because he was already so stupid talented that he didn't really need it. He just, I don't know. I feel like Brian Jones might be the only one who didn't sell his soul to the devil for his 15 minutes of fame. I feel like Brian Jones was just like an accident, like not an accident, but I feel like Brian Jones. It was just coincidence. Yeah. It was just there. Coincidence. Yeah. But Jimi Hendrix, because he was like outrageously talented Mm -hmm. after his uh, little training session. I feel like he could have. Same with Janice. I definitely feel like that's the most believable one. And as well as like the... If it's not the government slash Illuminati, I definitely feel like it is the other one. The devil sold his, or sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. I just say Illuminati because, like, it's like the devil, you know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. Can you imagine, though, like, the Illuminati being, like, being the, like, the devil that everyone's talking about? I wonder who, who was the first person and how it gets handed down, you know what I mean? Because obviously... The Illuminati? Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, like, some of those people weren't around, a lot of, all those people weren't around when, um, what's his name? The Crossroads guy. Robert Johnson? That one. (laughs) The Crossroads guy. (laughs) Obviously, nobody was around when he was alive. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I just want to know who, like, started it. And Mm -hmm. we all just passing a robe down the the way. I guess so. We are for sure going to do an episode on the Illuminati. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got to. Well. I feel like right now, the leaders are definitely... Oh yeah, Queen Bee, girls who run the world. Mm-hmm. It's Queen Bee, and like to me, she's not. It could just be me. To me, she's not really in the spotlight anymore. So perfectly, she's on the chair, like mm-hmm. conducting everything. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. We're on to you, Queen Bee. We see you. We know what you're up to. I'm just saying, if she ever hears this, I hope she just fucking laughs about it. Like, Same. Please don't kill us. <laughs> I don't want to get murdered. Or even if it's not true, she could be like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she can laugh maniacally, like, <laughs> like bro, I'm just spinning this out of my ass. Like, yep. I'm not, I don't believe all of it I'm saying. I'm we just, are speculating. We are just stuff that I've heard or just random shit that I think of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what if? Well, this has been, um, do you have any other thoughts? No. This has been um, random thoughts on conspiracies with Caitlin and Erica. 
And um, thanks for listening to the bonus episode of 27th Murder on the Music Scene. The 27th Club. Sorry, the end part of it was kind of a mess, but it's all good. And we hope that you guys genuinely enjoy this. Also, please take the survey. Let us know how we're doing and like subscribe wherever you're listening and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of the socials at, um, it's either M-O-T-M-S podcast or on Facebook, it's just murder on the music scene. Um, you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash murder on the music scene, or you can click the link on our page on our website. You should just do pre-recording of that. I did. Oh, I'm did just, you? I'm just, because nobody listens to that, really. I'm just restating it right now. Okay? Where everyone can just, <laughs> oh, okay, this is the end, bye. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, once once we say bye, they're like, okay, bye. Like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going not gonna to listen anymore. Yeah. But yeah, follow us on all the stuffs. Subscribe on Patreon to listen to bonus content including bloopers and like other stuff that we have coming out for you soon-ish but we don't have any patreons right now so we're not making any patreon content but as soon as we get patreons we will make patreon content and now i'm rambling so we'll see y'all next week for another regular episode bye goodbye forever Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.